You're listening to Defining Moments Podcast. This is episode number 12 with local artist Paul Waddell. Paul is a multidisciplinary artist, a performance artist, a painter from Los Angeles, California. He's also arguably one of the best barbacks on this side of the Mason-Dixon, and he happens to barback at Pony Boy, located in Oklahoma City. Paul is also co-owner of the company Sock, located also here in Oklahoma City. Paul is not just an artist, but he's also an author. His book titled Transmorphing Utopia is a very fun read. You should pick up a copy at Commonplace Books or Literary Express in Oklahoma City or online at Barnes & Noble. This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustlin'. Are you fed up with the dieting and a seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin, spelled H-U-S-T-L-I-N.com. Hi everyone, my name is Wong Lam, and I am super honored to be your host of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Each podcast, I bring on a family member, a colleague, a friend, a guest that has submitted their defining moment and has agreed to come onto the podcast to share it. A defining moment is a moment that either you define or you let the moment define you. We go through many of them in life. Perhaps your moment was a struggle that led you to your moment of greatness or led you to contribute to society the way that you do. Jack Bowman once said, we're also mauled by information, but it's recycled information. We need to shut it out. So you've got to get bizarre. This is an artist's purpose to break away from the recycle. Performance art can do that. What is performance arts? How do you encourage other artists? What was the transition like from Los Angeles, California to Oklahoma City as an artist. Today's special guest is Mr. Paul Waddell. Paul, welcome to the podcast, my man. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. So about five to six months ago, I actually was having lunch with uh, your business partner, Brian Hughes, because I was in the market to look at customized socks for my wedding. Mm -hmm. And he happened to be on Twitter and trolling me, and he found out that I was looking for him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hold on a second. My business partner and I, we have a, a a sock company, right? What's the sock company name? The company socks. The company, the company socks. And so we met up for lunch, and he's like, "Actually, I invited the artist. He flew in from L.A." I was like, "Man, this is big time!" <laughs> and here you are. You show up at Whole Foods, and we're having lunch together. Yeah. And I explained to you what I'm looking for because to me, the socks are unique, mm -hmm. uh, the colors. So I wanted something unique to the wedding and the colors, et cetera, that represents the South Vietnamese, et cetera. And you threw a whole bunch of ideas and I bought a whole bunch of socks. You did. And it was awesome. Yeah, man. They were beautiful designs. It, the The photos of the wedding are, are really beautiful. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's very nice to see you all in the socks and very encouraging. Yeah. Um, to make something that becomes part of a very meaningful moment in your life. It's, mm. ve it's very important. And it's an honor in so many ways. And not only is it an honor in the sense that like to participate and to, to be wanted, you want them in your, your wedding. Yeah. But also, uh, you're our, you're our first major client. You know? <laughs> so that was awesome. Yeah, man. That's uh that's for sure. And the, uh, the socks actually went with the gold shoes that the groomsmen had on that wedding. You know, and it was surprising because like there's yellow and stuff, but 
But it's good. I toned the yellow down with orange. It got it real gold looking. Yeah. And then it actually worked with the socks. Yeah. It, there was a chance that it would have clashed, you know, mm. with the... Because um, when you have something that's actual gold or looks like actual gold. Yeah. And and then you have something that's basically painted to have that illusion. Mm. You know, the illusion kind of loses its luster uh, sometimes. You yeah. Know? yeah. But, it, but what it did is it became just like... They complemented each other, mm. and it wasn't so much about the socks being gold, but their relationship, you know, on on your guys's feet. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, man. I have a question. That uh, day, about five six months ago, I I gave you some colors I was looking to incorporate, and the culture behind the colors. Mm -hmm. How were you able to blend all that together into these socks? I mean, I. Uh... I, I mean, I thought about it. I looked up a million pictures of, of weddings, you mm -hmm. know, from, you know, and, and all the different, you know, clothing and things that, that are traditional looked at those things, but it was really like taking in what you were saying, what you wanted it to represent there and how that was going to play into your wedding. And, and then just going through different, like, you know, I'd be like, maybe this is a good pattern or, mm -hmm. or. You know, I just treated it like I was making paintings, but I yeah. was thinking about your wedding and I was thinking about those colors. Like it gave me limitations yeah. that actually made it much easier to work from uh -huh. because it's those limitations that like really that's all you're doing as you make something. You set mm -hmm. more and more limits until you're finished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like eventually you can't set another one. There it is. Right, right. So like I, I you know, with a painting, you start big, broad you know kind of big broad spaces and yeah. you know kind of just letting it this big thing and you get finer and finer and finer detail as you get to the end yeah, yeah. and each one of those stages has its you know further set of limitations right so in the same way i thought about the socks very good man you talked about paintings or are there specific um genres or eras you're looking when you're into painting well, you know, when I'm painting, I think of myself as like participating in contemporary art. Okay. So I'm, I, I did a, a you know, years of art school and, and, uh, uh, have artists in my family. So as a little kid, I was looking at all, all kinds of artists. And so there's definitely, I've always been very inspired by like the German expressionists who paint in a way it's very intense and thick and emotional and you know it's interesting it's it's mm -hmm. not it is pictorial but it's not about it's more about what they're feeling yeah or the condition of uh, the people around them and i'm interested in those things too mm -hmm. i'm interested in the condition of people around me but i'm not necessarily wanting to focus just on their pain yeah right which is yeah that time was like post-war Germany yeah. Yeah. where they were focused on pain. So here, you know, I'm, I generally go where, wherever I am, the work is very much about that. So I have a lot of work about LA. I was there for a long time, Yeah, but I have work about Fisher's Island and uh, New York and Boston and uh, uh, Beijing. Yeah. The places I've been, Belarus, right. you know, so like, when I'm there, I try to understand uh, culture. So, mm -hmm. so when I think about painting, I think about it's my kind of, it's a, it's sort of to, totemic or it's a totem of what I'm doing um, as an artist. You know, as this person who is an artist, which is really about the relationships between the people, mm -hmm. you know, in in a community, yeah. and the the paintings are representative of that. Yeah, yeah, man, I. Uh... I can definitely say that I appreciate the fact that you do take into the culture of the mm -hmm. countries and the cities that you visit because you have to be in tune with their respective culture to understand the paintings, mm -hmm. right? And your your job is to bring that to life, the, the art, the color, the patterns, whatever you see. And like I said earlier in the podcast, it it can it shows in the socks mm -hmm. that you've created and so that makes a lot of sense to me i want you know i want the socks to be um you know it's it's like actually the least expensive way to get my artwork yeah 
and I want it to be my artwork. You know, I want it to have every, you know, as much as it can, mm. this wearable painting. Right. And if you think about what I just said about, you know, the people and you're talking about the culture and, and, and then I'm interested in learning about it and becoming part of it somehow through art. Like is art something that can, if, if the right details are considered, if, if the right stuff is considered, is it something that lets me in Yeah, as like an honorary member of some culture or somehow, right? Right. So when the, you talk about understanding and the culture and understanding the, the people, what are you reaching for in oh, that culture? Right. So in that, you know, you think about that, the culture and the people in, you know, I'm, I've got them wearing the paintings, right? Yeah. So in that way, <laughs> I have embedded myself in the community. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, there I am, right? And that's, and that's sort of interesting because fashion was always like kind of, it wasn't exactly what I was thinking about for the longest time. Mm. But, but Brian, the business partner we're talking about, yeah. he was saying... He's always wanted to do fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he's not making the designs and the pattern, but he always loves fashion. So Mm. it was kind of like his way. It was it's like his project, um, in a lot of ways, sort of through me. Mm. You know, and it's uh we're working together on something that somehow manifests like creatively for both of us. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it's like sort of representative of my artwork. It really is a kind of an idea that is uh, mutually creative mm. in the sense he's getting to use some sort of business sense yeah, in some weird ways, yeah, which is fun. Yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense. So aside from painting, what else do you do? I do performance art, and I'm performing on the, the 14th <laughs> at the Philbrook Museum, um, a lot of great works are misunderstood is the name of that performance so that's some weird stuff and you basically have to come see it Mm -hmm. um it has it's a it's about direct relationships with the audience and and a kind of um within parameters it's an improvisation between me and the people around me okay that's what i was wondering because i I was trying to understand what what you're meaning so are you doing a free-flowing type of lecture um presentation it's, it's a type of presentation in a way mm-hmm. okay. but it's it's very you know it's non it's mostly nonverbal for me like there's some talking but it's mostly nonverbal it's a lot about um you know c- kind of taking an object that you know like it's taking an object at the very basic level yeah and uh, we all know that that's a beer right yeah and then you know, this last performance I did at Living Arts in Tulsa, I was playing keep up with a board and a Tecate, right? Yeah. So as, you know, I'm trying to smack that Tecate and keep it from hitting the ground, you know, uh-huh. I keep hitting it, keeping it in the air. And of course, as that happens, it's shaking up more and more and more. And it's also smashing against the ground because I'm not a champion at Tecate keep up <laughs> and and so it's actually spraying all over the place eventually and still whacking in so like audience are having to make choices yeah do i stay and watch this because at, at some at some point they become mesmerized some of them they want to mm-hmm. watch they want to know mm-hmm. what's going on why right. is this happening yeah like they're figuring it out that's part of the the joy of it is that yeah. it's it is suddenly they're looking at a mystery yeah right um an absurd mystery yeah you know? And some people want to get out of there. Their clothes is getting messed up or they got a nice <laughs> phone that's right there. They got to get out of, you know, like, but then you see them peek around the corner or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's about creating situations uh, mm. where choices are made. And also that beer can goes from a beer into this um, one kind of explosive extension of my body, yeah. but also it, it's a choice machine. Yeah. You know, you have to do these things. So it's given it's a some it's something we all can relate to yeah that that now we can be, like i'm pulling on its meaning basically yeah and and everyone's you know seeing that it's you know how you use something mm-hmm. and the context of it creates the potential for interpretation and, and meaning yeah that's the crux of performance for me wow that's interesting man 
So when people are, are watching this, are you noticing facial expressions, body language? Oh, yeah. Can you tell if they're into it or they're like, ah, well, what's all this foam coming out of the you know, neck of this beer bottle going to do mm. for me? Exactly. <laughs> no, I can, I can, you know, and I do. I mean, that's a lot of what it is. And then yeah. um, I'll have a lot of objects. And as I, I'm doing a thing, the audience is responding and I'll pull in the next thing, but it's contingent on the last thing. Yeah. And I'm paying, I, I'm doing a lot of things like in, in that last piece, I I had a, a napkin that I folded in a way that it looked like there was a, like an empty space, like it was a basket in my hands. Yeah. And I, I, I showed it to people with a look on my face, like there was something really exciting in there. <laughs> and like, I wouldn't, I would only let one person look at a time. And I went like real close to their face and showed them the thing. Mm. And everyone looked in there and saw nothing but smiled real big, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And um, and I told me what you know, okay so they're into this idea of like there's nothing we're looking at nothing so okay let's let's look at nothing together and that that's a huge huge investigation right right so, yeah it's a lot of fun in that and so in a lot of ways it's it's this it's like getting people to to think in this way with without any kind of anxiety they just right. start in with you know the it just starts to happen and I'm there and like those choices that they have to make mm. lead them into having a memory of yeah. this activity, yeah. which is different than seeing a TV show or watching yeah. theater. It's like they were there and it wouldn't have happened if they didn't do the thing that they did. It would have, something else would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. As you're talking about looking inside this box and grinning real big, you knew that there was nothing in it, but, if I'm watching, I would think, oh, man, there's got to be something. Yes, it, reminds, absolutely. it reminds me of a public speaker because when a public speaker talks, they rarely use ums and buts, etc. They use pauses. Totally. Those pauses captivate the eyes. So like, what are you about to say next? So you're grinning and looking in this box. You're thinking, man, what is he looking at? I want to see. So I, I get filled with this anticipation and you show me this box and it's nothing. And I laugh because I was like, oh, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it opens up a door. You yeah. Because I got you, but you're OK. You right. Know? Right. And and I also got everyone else. Yep. And you see that. <laughs> it's something that brings you together, actually. It's yeah. kind of like this moment of. I wanted I really wanted to see it. Yeah. I did, mm-hmm. and it was nothing. <laughs> but it was awesome because the anticipation, the adrenaline was starting to flow a little bit. Yeah, like, it's, oh. it's why people like gambling, right? You, know, yeah. you don't like winning and losing. You like that time when anything's possible. Mm-hmm. You put the thing down, and you and you know that's what uh, uh, that's what professional like gamblers, mm-hmm. professionals, and addictive gamblers yeah. talk about as the you know that's the real thing that's hard to give up you know that's yeah. that's what's exciting yeah is that an anticipation and anything's possible and you have this open field in front of you yeah and that is what exactly the intention of that action of showing showing the people that thing is that what we're really looking at is the anticipation yeah what we're what it is being experienced is is the thing I'm showing you. Yeah. Yeah. That moment. Right. Right. Speaking of beers, man, you're also a bartender. Yeah. At Pony Boy. Yeah. At Pony Boy. Okay. Yep. Never been there. Well, you should go. Okay. They'll make you something without booze in it. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh, what, what are the most, let's say, what are the top three drinks that people request there when you're bartending? Oh well, I'm oh, to be clear because bartenders are going to be listening to this. Oh, yeah. I'm actually a bar back. Okay. I do the grunt work because it's uh, humanizing. <laughs> um, anyways, no, it's it's super great. But the I think the best drinks. I mean, they have a thing that's a five, like there's a five classic cocktails that are five dollars, uh-huh. and you know, old fashioned Paloma, all you know, Moscow Mule. They're they're it's a really good deal. Mm. They're really good drinks. 
and all the juice is fresh. Everything's real fresh there. So you have yeah. like a very, it's a very good entry point into craft cocktails. Okay. Because everything's good. All that like baseline stuff is cheap. And then there's like fancier stuff, the winter old fashioned, like more unique drinks at the bar. But I think that it allows people to come in, have that and also have a Miller, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, we have beer on tap. We have, we have several local breweries on tap. One of which is Vanessa House. <laughs> Vanessa House Beer Company. Yeah, 401. And we have on tap right now Cream Ale. Yeah. And that is a great beer. Yeah. I'm drinking one right now. <laughs> How's it taste, man? Uh, it tastes like I'm in a commercial. It's, <laughs> it's really good. It's a great beer. It's a great beer. Shout out to Pony Boy and Vanessa House Beer Company. By Paul Waddell. What? what? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. So I have a question for you. How do you contribute to society? Well, I... It's a good, it's a good question. I, <laughs> he says delayingly. Um, it's, I, contri- I mean, I think I, I, of myself as participating in the construction of culture. Yeah. Right? And culture is about communication between people and it's about art and and it's also about like who in a community you know should people be looking at and they're not looking at or you know like what are the artists here like i've met tons of artists here and there's different ages and some some are like young and i feel like i'm helping them come up in the world and Mm -hmm. some are like old and i'm helping people see them yeah but it's just because like i'm talking to a lot of people and mm-hmm. I end up making connections between people. Right. And that's the, you know, the real social side of art. And kind of the most important part is in, you know, community building, but across, you know, it's like you want to create this very large community, mm-hmm. not like an isolated strip, but something that's very porous yeah. that allows people to come and go and, and all kinds of people to come into it. Mm-hmm. And that's how art in general, can create a place where many groups have their ideas heard by each other and how they feel about those ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's a place where things that really would never get discussed between those groups of people yeah. can be discru- discussed because it's art yeah, and it's its own universe. You know? Right, right. So you can have those like very intense cultural collisions yeah. and everyone ends up friends yeah yeah so hopefully that's how i'm i'm participating in that bigger structure and hopefully that's how i'm i'm contributing to society is allow is being a thing that encourages inspires and and tries to create you know opportunity for the other artists mm-hmm. but in that that brings in the people that they know and the communities all around them yeah so hopefully that's good for for society. <laughs> no, I, I what I get out of it, and I really think that's really awesome, is you're the, kind of like the mediator of the younger generation of artists and then the older generation of artists, and you're bringing them together, commingling, because together they can create their own art and combine different generations, different genres, and how can we make this even better super special Mm -hmm. right that's how that's what i'm getting out of it and each place has you know it's like you could just bring art from la here you could Mm -hmm. just bring art from new york here you could plop it down and be like this is what's great and people would support it i'm sure you know yeah but there's there's what is unique about this group of artists and the communities that exist here in the arts and there's a lot of very interesting artists here Mm-hmm. who just have been just had nothing to do basically yeah. you know like or like it was yeah they didn't you know this is basically nothing to do yeah there's people doing great things here for a long time mm-hmm. but you know a lot of like how do you get into those shows that's been a little unclear to artists here it, it seems and so like a lot of efforts are being made like at okay contemporary jen's giving um jennifer scanlon's giving workshops about um 
you know, how do you apply to a show? Like what yeah. should be on your website? Right. What's a CV? You know, like how do all these things work and what is expect is expected of you yeah. in sort of the the broader art culture because right. it's going to it's going to be a thing here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it already kind of is, but but the culture is building and it's like you want the people to know how to access it mm. and that they need to follow certain steps to be considered. Absolutely, yeah. And to be okay with it. You know, you want right. people to be okay with those yeah. steps, you know, not to yeah. feel tortured into it. Yeah, of course. I mean, everything, everything is not, I don't know if regulated is the right word. However, there needs to be regulations on how to get into that type of uh, society so that you can show your art. Right, because I guess there are different forms of arts, different types of arts, mm -hmm. and certain artists, their paintings don't go with this uh, show. However, it may go with a different show, and so therefore, if you get into this by uh, by taking the proper steps, you can get funneled into the right shows. Right, and and it's a it's it helps. You know, it, you can present your work in a mm -hmm. way that people will take it seriously. Yeah. And, you know, a common problem artists have, all of us, is that at some point we believe, you know, oh, I'll be discovered. And that's just going to like, so you know, I'll walk out in my yard one morning and I'll be the biggest art collector in the world. And yeah. And I'll say... I've been thinking about you, man, and <laughs> I want to buy all of those or whatever. Right. And like every other business, you know, you have to kind of hustle into it and like mm -hmm. get a, you know, prove yourself and either work your way up or, you know, get that education. But you got to have the resume. You got to have, mm -hmm. you know, you meet these marks. Yeah. yeah. And, and it actually makes it a lot easier for everyone if there is something like that. Mm -hmm. And there really is. And it's unfortunate that it's it's not taught everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. look, this is this is a way, you know, this is how you'd be discovered. Yeah. It's because you sent this package to someone. Yeah, you know, and and you won't even have a chance if you don't like like if you there's a certain level of stuff. For an artist, certain level of show, certain le level of gallery, museum. If you don't meet their marks, they they can't do their paperwork. Right. You know. Right. So right. it's like there's a lot more on that side. So mm. in a lot of ways, it's it's encouraging people to, you know, like Jen sees it. Lots of people see it. You know, you've got to encourage people to actually see that as their, like their their best chance, mm. and. You know that that yeah it's like it's hard and like other artists will get everything before you do mm -hmm. but you won't get anything if you don't like have something to send people right yeah. right so that makes a lot of sense it's i mean you, you gotta you gotta trust the process that's already been put in place so that when you submit your work then it gets put in the right channel so that it can be exploited to the world to mm -hmm. see Mm -hmm. right yeah that makes that makes perfect sense man um my next question is i know that uh you as an artist have traveled many different countries mm. uh, cities etc throughout the world and i am certain that you have plenty of defining moments to share mm -hmm. however if you would pick two or three or or one defining moment you'd like to share with our all of our listeners, what would that defining moment be, or defining moments be in your life? Well, I, I'm I'm going to talk about coming here from LA, mm -hmm. and you know it's something I thought about for a, a year basically. Mm -hmm. um, my friend had said, you know, I was I was burnt out in LA. That's the truth. I just felt like, oh, I can't do more of this right now. Yeah. Um, it mostly had to do with uh, my apartment and where it was, and it just was like scary and like choppy neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Everything was just like whoa. But then I, you know, was commuting to my studio across town, 
like all this driving and all this traffic, you know, all these normal LA things that drive people nuts. And it really was driving me nuts. Mm. So I said to Brian, my business partner on the socks, you know, this, I'm going nuts. How do I get, what do I do? Yeah. And he's like, well, Oklahoma has got, you know, right now there's, there's like a lot going on here. Mm. All these places are being built and there's a, and it's, there's like a lot of people doing art mm. now and they're building this big new uh, building for the contemporary. Yeah. And, you know, and that's going to be awesome. And I was like, well, it sounds, it's, it sounds pretty cool. But then I was like, I don't know. It's Oklahoma. And I was like talking to my cousin who's like, <laughs> he's, um, he's a money manager. And he was like, I don't know. Are you going there just for money? And I was like, no, I don't even know if that's there. <laughs> you know, like, um, uh, he was like, oh, it's a huge change, you know, from from L.A. to Oklahoma. Yeah. And I was feeling that, too. Like, oh, um, you know, what? Because uh, it never, you know, really never in my life until Brian said that, you know, th- there's going to be an art scene. You know, something's cool. I know this cool artist here. And I, all, there are all, all these, like, cool people coming out of the wor- woodwork, you know. And, like, he knows that my whole thing is to help this this moment like this mm-hmm. is like the most beautiful thing happening here this is a defining moment in oklahoma's art scene you yeah. know like this time and to come into that is what eventually pushed me but it came down to i was three weeks out from when i was supposed to move and i guess i was just literally so stressed out and there was no real reason it was just the city and you know it's just like it's a great place it's just it it has a persistent problems that just come at you you yeah and at a certain point you need a break and i hadn't taken one for five years basically like really not even leaving the city for like three years so yeah so basically i could have gone to the mountains nearby and probably cured my problem but (laughs) but it was at that point and and my friend uh, my roommate at the time was like you know what we just need to go now right and like she she was like, we're going, I'm coming with you. We're going to Oklahoma. Wow. And that pushed me onto the road, you know, and, uh-huh. and changed my, you know, my whole internal life. I feel yeah. so good here and I feel so ready to do the things I'm trying to do and to try to, like, I want to see this scene happen. I want to see artists from Oklahoma be this scene you know? yeah. and, and have, a voice outside of like have a voice in participating in contemporary art in the Mm -hmm. actual dialogue of that, Mm -hmm. you know, LA, Dallas, you know, these different cities have things to say about that discussion. Right. And Oklahoma city should have one too. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not just me, my work or something. Yeah. It's like, if it's, you know, it's cool to show here because it's it's a whole culture that, is so focused on sports mm. it's like it's just exceptionally interesting to to think well there's no like real fight between the two things here that's like built into the system right so it could easily be something that everyone enjoys you know like yeah. sports people and art people because like, everyone watches sports all mm. the art people i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like that's not a big that's not a big ask so right right you, you know you just get the other guys looking at art and you got everyone together right yep so that makes sense to me man so how did you get in touch with brian for him to call you and say hey come to uh oklahoma well and brian <laughs> uh, so brian was in la you know sort of doing you know he was he was uh he's kind of walking the earth or whatever mm-hmm. you know, he was he was uh uh, he always says he was he was following Jesus, you know, in yeah. terms of how how Jesus was, you know, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he had, you know, Brian basically had nothing. He he walked around. He just walked around, you know. Yeah. And and but he also started publishing. You know, he did a ton of stuff. Yeah. For a lot of people, but at some point we met and he he started coming to my studio and we would just have these super long discussions for hours and hours and yeah. then. At a certain point, he was like, oh, I've had enough L.A. And he, <laughs> he took off. And, you know, he still flies back fairly often. 
And I, I, I go back fairly often, but it's, it's like he took off and I was like, oh, even then, you know, that was like a couple of years before even. The, yeah. The, that seems like a cool thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Just fly home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we just always kept talking and we talked about everything. It continued to have long, just sort of like basically philosophical discussions and me complaining and complaining, you know, and, uh, and be like, you're so depressed. <laughs> we're, not, we're not even noticing, you know, like, you're like oh, this, is, this is how things feel. You know, like, this is how it is here, you know. Be like, well. <laughs> um, so he came out here, and I had uh, a year where my bo- uh, I had a book come out, and then I did several shows, and I didn't know what else to do after that. And it was just like the right time. Yeah. And I was, I was, ah. And so he just said, you know, we'll give it a shot, Oklahoma. And I was like, no way. And then my friends were like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. And and then I just started reading all about uh, Oklahoma City mm. and the people who who have supported the arts here for a long time, which mm. there are these, these you know, these families and stuff that have carried that whole thing for mm. for years you know and and it's amazing yeah they they just be like now we need a ballet you know it's like we're doing these things and like, yeah people will see it yeah and i think that's really cool and then all these people are coming back yeah from you know from la from new york wherever they've gone yeah instead of staying there they're coming back and they're opening coffee shops and opening, you know, restaurants and all kinds of buildings are going up. And all there's a boom here that's mm-hmm. been like 25 years in the making or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's coming into fruition here. And this is when the art weed can grow up out yeah. of it. You know, so everything <laughs> else. So everything's so fertile right now. Right. Like right. art can happen. Yeah. So, I mean, that truly is so inspiring to me. Like this, yeah. this kind of like. It's the it's the empty cloth. It's the in my performance. It's the empty uh, box. You know, for me, it, it, what will this be? Yeah. You know, what do people want this to be? Right. What do they want? What do you guys want? What do you want in art? You know, yeah. like and and contemporary art and really being part of that. What makes a lot of cities uh, vital and famous is their art yeah. scene. You know, and it's like why not? Why not have one that's great here? Yeah. Yeah. But what that is is like a lot of different people coming together because this isn't a homogenous culture by any means. Right. There's all kinds of people who who have their artists. You know, mm-hmm. every community has its artists here. Right. And it's all of those people who will make the bigger contemporary scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to to see that more people get a shot at it is like a good... It's a good thing for me and... I think for for some of the other like imports yeah. around in the arts, it's like yeah, there's a lot of interesting groups, and and actually this is where everyone should talk. Yeah, have you met a gentleman by the name of uh, Tony Morton? I haven't. You haven't met him? I don't think so. Yeah, you should uh, get in touch with him sometime. He's you. He owned the uh, Kasem contemporary in the plaza district oh yeah i heard about him for yeah, sure yeah and uh now he's on to bigger and really good things and so if you get a chance you should get in touch with him he's a really good dude to talk to yeah I'll definitely I, I definitely will talk to him yeah he's the kind of people i am most interested in like right. been at it for for a long time oh yeah you know yeah and so you know it's like it's like sometimes it takes a lot of tries to build a thing. Yeah. Know? And and so this might just be one of the tries, but we're, you know, definitely getting closer here, you know. Yeah, you should uh, reach out to him on Instagram. Yeah, well. And uh, throw a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote. And him. he'll go nuts. He loves Ralph Waldo yeah, Emerson. Well, I can do that. I <laughs> I, uh, I went out to that uh, Ralph Waldo. You know, who am I thinking of? The other romantic. Uh, Are we talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> Not the new romantics. Um, anyways, yeah, 
I, def- I well, I went to school out in Massachusetts, so I went to a lot of those like oh uh, okay like the the lakes and stuff where they all hit out. Where did you go to school? I went to the uh, well, technically Tufts, but it was the museum school. Okay, and that's you know part of Tufts. So my degree's that now, but it was all art, and um, I went to school there, and that's when I started this kind of thing in a lot of ways. I, yeah. I was in classes and I felt like, especially with performance art, I felt like there wasn't any place in that city in Boston yeah. for uh, like someone like me at the time, you know, a young guy trying to do performance art or whatever. There was nowhere to do it that, you know, you could go on the street and do it, but there was no, there, all the venues were like, just, you just didn't have access to them. Yeah. Uh, because they were a club, kind of a club or kind of a, you know, like a group that was exclusive in some ways. Yeah. And so I started a show called Test, which was basically for, like, I'd try to, I'd invite someone who was like more famous or older and I'd like get uh, submissions from all over the region mm. and put together these shows and they were like free. I'd find places to like get donated to do them, but it built a whole kind of space to do that Mm -hmm. and that's when i saw like oh well this is kind of the most potent part of art is actually in this kind of creative organization yeah where you know whatever you have you make the most of it Mm -hmm. so if you have nothing but being able to talk to people you build it out of that and if you got some money you build it out of that too yeah yeah so it's just you just keep you adapt to the material. Yeah. That's awesome. So your, your defining moment is actually really, really fascinating. You were in touch with Brian because he's walking the earth like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, man, I got to get to L.A. I got three weeks left. Don't know what to do. I'm stressing out. And then your roommate, she's like, we're going to Oklahoma. Yeah, she's and, like, you can't live like this anymore. Right, and so and yeah. <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah, and so, um, we, you know, I went and I got a U-Haul, and uh, that next morning, and we just started like packing and cleaning, and like moved out of that apartment in a, I guess a day and a half, basically. Wow. I put everything in my studio there, which I still have. Yeah. And um, just we just hit the road, man. It came out here, drove through. Uh, at one point on the drive, I think it was just after Amarillo, we were going through like this, you know, big flat, <laughs> the, the big flat out there, you know, it's called the prairie. And yeah. Um, yeah. we're going through that. But it's like, well, first off, all of a sudden, total, like go from sunny day to total pitch black nighttime storm. Yeah. For 25 minutes. And on the other side of that's daytime. Yeah. And we drive through six rainbows. Like six rainbows in a row, mm-hmm. giant full ones, beautiful. I have photos, and yeah. and I couldn't. I just was like, oh god, this seems like such a sign. <laughs> <laughs> we were both there, like we don't really think about that, you know, signs, but yeah, like this yeah. feels like one, right? Right, right. <laughs> like a rainbow gateway into yeah. Oklahoma. So it seemed it it, it everything was so beautiful too, because. In LA, you have a very short range of uh, viewing. You you, mm. you don't see very far. You, right. you see, like a buildings over there, or someone's right there. You so out here, you see for miles. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and you know, my mind having been uh, accustomed to this very small uh, uh, distance of vision, this like very nearsighted life. Yeah, uh, coming out, you know, coming out of this like black storm that was this like the nighttime and then it was just because it was a shadow yep. and, and driving right out of it into this huge space mm-hmm. this giant beautiful like the ground looked like rainbows to me everything yeah. looked beautiful you know the reds and the golds and just the everything yeah just but so wide and yeah. so open yeah and it did feel like freedom it yeah. felt like joy you know, this opening, oh, yeah, I can see that far. Mm-hmm. I actually, like, my eyes are great, and yeah. <laughs> everyone's eyes are wonderful, and we can actually yeah. see all these things. Yeah. And 
that's why like so much like so much of that choice of just like getting it and going yeah. really is so defining because yeah it's a new chapter in my life it's all of these like you know i i came here and had you know was living in someone's house you know i was just staying <laughs> yeah at my friend's parents house you know it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like these kind of funny situations but but it got me here and it worked and and to see to see that open up it opened up my whole my whole life and and I think about that drive as just like the beginning of what just continues to happen here where I'm, I'm, I'm constantly meeting interesting new people and, and, and they're just coming to meet me. You know, I had yeah. some paintings up and I, you know, people would just call mm-hmm. and they'd be like, I, you know, I want to meet and I go meet them. And now I'm doing things with these people. Yeah. And, uh, I'm working with this guy, Garrett Colton and we're, you know, we're looking at a lot of artists. We're trying to like help artists uh, get their work out, and um, we're putting up shows and we're working with galleries. And mm. it just came out of him wanting, you know, he wanted to do this kind of stuff, and I want to do this kind of stuff. But yeah. like, you know, he saw the paintings. He asked uh, Charles at Literati for the for the um, email or yeah number, whatever it was, and and we started talking, and it was like awesome. And so now I think we're going to, you know, this, the show we have of my work coming up at, um, individual artists of Oklahoma, you know, we've, we've, we've just dived in and like, Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea is to create more shows that, you know, like that I'm not in, but pair, you know, artists from other cities with artists here and, and things like that. Yeah. No, that's a great movement, man. But that came out of you know nowhere, right? You know, this amazing actual situation, yeah. Um, and it's just so cool. You know? yeah. It's like, boom! You're hit. You hit the ground running. You know? Right. Right. So, so my next question is: in between Los Angeles that you left before you hit the Rainbow Gateway to mm-hmm. the Sooner Nation, mm-hmm. what was your <laughs> yeah? What was your what was your mindset, man? Between like, that those those two stages because you're, you're driving from LA. It's a long t- it's a long drive too. And oh yeah, I mean it felt exciting. Like it, you know, it was a mixed bag because it, it mm. was exciting right away because like packing everything, stress, stress, stress. Leave the city, like actually the car moves out of that parameter mm-hmm. and i did feel like just a weight come off my shoulders yeah but i was like this is insane <laughs> i you know i don't know anything about like you know yeah okay my friend says it's gonna be cool but who knows yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. know you right know? right and my whole life it's always been like these are the cities you have to be in you know yeah um if you're an artist this is the thing you have to do or whatever but but my mind, you know, that persisted in my my mind, that that silly idea, even as I was developing all these other ideas about culture and traveling around the world and all yeah. these things. And I, I locked myself down in my own home, uh, just being like, because in L.A., you, you have to wait a lot for things to happen. Mm-hmm. So you make a thing and then it, all these times. So there's a lot of downtime where you can kind of just rattle around in your brain. And then, like, you don't want to walk anywhere. You don't want to go outside. So you end up being just, like, trapped. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so, like, either you find a place to run. Uh, and when I did, you know, and it was good. But it's not enough at a certain point. Mm. Just run it. You want to have a break. Yeah. Um. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a vital, interesting. There's so much good there. You know, there's just so much there. There's yeah. a lot of other stuff. Too. Yeah. But, but without, you know, I think I would, I might've just stayed, not even left when I was supposed to in three weeks. And I think my roommate could see that, Uh. that I was dragging my feet. I was being like, no, no, super pessimistic and all of that. Mm. They were like, nah, we're, you're going, we're going now. Right. And it did help me so much that they would come with me because I was, I was scared. I was so scared. Yeah, of of course. Coming into this this like unknown yeah but 
it wasn't it what i realized on the road was it wasn't the unknown it was like the fear of leaving this kind of subprime situation mm. you know like mm. but i it was i was so tied up in all these all these things that i thought would fall apart if i went away but they just don't it it isn't like that you know yeah things persist and things are good and, and right you don't have to always be like holding a thing for it to exist you know? right that's why we have object permanence <laughs> uh, very proud of that i like <laughs> it man i like it uh so what's your roommate doing now? Or you that was in LA with you that rode with you here? Uh, she has a book coming out uh, next. Well, probably at the end of well, beginning of twenty nineteen, she has a book coming out. Okay. Um, and she's a performance artist, Chelsea Kuhn. So she she travels all over the world performing, like way more than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she writes for many art uh, online art magazines. Okay. She's actually kind of blowing up this year. You know, she's wow. had a great year. That's she, awesome. But she's she's she went, you know, she went to the the East Coast, mm-hmm. like from here. So she went on to the East Coast. Yeah, I right. got so you. So she got me here. Okay, she took off. <laughs> so she got the wagon here, unhitched it. Yep. Took it to the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like it, man. Nothing wrong with that. You you mentioned Super earlier. Good. Yeah. You you mentioned earlier you had a book. Mm-hmm. What's the name of your book? Transmorphing Utopia. Transmorphing. So tra- Utopia. Transmorphing is um it's a riff on a movie called Transmorphers, which is a more recent film and a long tradition of making movies with titles that sound like more popular movies mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. they get rented by mistake. Yeah. And they're really very low budget. You know, they're it's Transmorphers is nuts. It's like this you know it's not transforming, but it kind of morphs into other things, sort yeah. of. But it, it's just like a kind of CG robot that isn't very well integrated. You know, it, it, you could do it in high school kind of film. Yeah. I'm sure that's rude. They probably worked very hard. Yeah. But it's like Roger Corman, all mm. these like old B movie makers. It's the B movie, you know. Mm. And that's was my favorite kind of movie as a kid, and I love them. Yeah. But the idea of transmorphing is is so funny because the word itself is based off of transforming yeah so it's like it's it is even a functioning word basically no i like it though but so in that idea of transmorphing utopia Mm -hmm. you have this sense of you see utopia on the shelf and you reach for it but you grab this transmorphed (laughs) <laughs> version eh? so the book in itself looks very much like just it's a art book about me but it's, it's actually like most of it's very critical of me and mm. it's it's a kind of persona of an of it's a version of me yeah um which is much more conspiratorial and like intense and and doubt you can doubt you have a lot more doubt when yeah when you hear what i'm saying in the book. <laughs> But that's the idea. It's fun. It's funny. It's kind of a sexy book, but it's it's really like it's not like a sex book, but it's kind of sexy. Yeah, you know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sexy subject. <laughs> and there's and, you know, there's paintings and it's so it's a book that is in itself a performance. Yeah. But but its initial message to you is that it's a monograph of my paintings. Very but, cool. Uh, and it's somehow historical, but every painting in it was made for the book. Yeah. And it's all like completely, it, it is its own new artwork yeah. that's about, in many ways, being an artist and about um, how we're sold ideas and we work our lives for them, but they might not even exist. Yeah. They might not even be there, you know? And I think on, on all levels, that's in whatever walk of life you're in, you have mm-hmm. to be careful, like, of what you're buying. Right. Is it, is it something? Is it yeah. an actual thing? You know? Yeah. Is it is it actually what you thought it was? Right. And and this and just the idea of utopia, you know, do we really want that? You know? Right. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Is that something we could even do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's clever, man. Very. Uh, I hope it's enjoyable. Creative. You know. Yeah. I'm going to get that book. Get that book. Is it's it commonplace a... books. Okay. 
or online at not a cult media not but if you're here a cult not a cult like yeah they are not a cult yeah um but if you're here in oklahoma city get it at literati press or at uh commonplace books i'm gonna get that book and have it signed by you yeah and i'm i mean on at the exhibition at iao which is of my new sports people paintings yeah oklahoma sports guys the the greats it's gonna be fun it's beautiful um but at that i'll have a signing of the book too okay we have the book there there. Mm -hmm. and that's on 420 um so april 20 (laughs) and uh at iao individual artists of oklahoma so that that'll be a really awesome show that's a saturday that's a saturday a couple weeks three weeks yeah three weeks okay I'm cranking out paintings, oil paintings, and using insanely toxic chemicals to get them dry in time. <laughs> so you know they're worth it. Well, I was going. That was my question. <laughs> I was going to ask you how do how do people get in touch with you, and how do people see your paintings? Because I've seen some of your paintings, and they're worth seeing. How do Thank you. how do our listeners get in touch with you? Well. Um, through my website www.paulwaddell.com okay or um, through Instagram Instant Messenger that's a very easy way to just talk to me directly what's your handle on Instagram? it's wpaulwaddell okay so at wpaulwaddell and um, yeah that's the best you know it's that's the easiest thing to directly talk to me. Okay. When I ask me a question, right. it comes right up okay. and I'm on that thing constantly. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I follow you. Man. <laughs> I love it. So. so my last question to you, man, is, uh, how do you want to be remembered? Hmm. As an artist who helped. I like it. Very uh, to the point. That's it's that's all there is, man. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's that's good. That that's really really good, man. Well, Paul, thank you for uh, taking your time and driving down here and record this podcast. I I love it, man. And when I met you the first time, I was like, man, I want to get this guy on the podcast because number one, I find you fascinating. So I am more than certain a lot of our listeners will find you fascinating your story and that's what it's about man your art is good your attitude is great you know everything is great about you however what what makes paul waddell paul waddell what was his moment what are his moments Mm. you know that add up in his life so far and you're going to have many more of them as the older you get the more experiences you gain you know and so far, I, I feel like in 2018, you're blowing up from what I've seen and from what I've heard. It, 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 I'd like to think so. Yeah. I, you know, it's good to hear someone say that. Yeah. No, it, it really <laughs> is. And I and I say that because I follow you on Instagram and I, mm-hmm. and I see, the, see what people are talking about, about you. I see what you're doing. I see that you go to Tulsa and, and you do these lectures and these performances and it's not like you're just up there just to be up there, but Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're showing and it's important for the community, the art community, the non art community Mm -hmm. to come out and and check this out because art is what it is. It's beautiful. It's colors. It's vibrant. It's, it's patterns. It's bold. And the awesome thing about it, it's creative. It's ideas. Yeah. And I think, and it's also, yeah, I like to hustle and, Mm -hmm. and, that's happening and it's good i think we should all hustle yeah yeah absolutely agreed man well i'll have you on back later in a few months and let's talk about what has happened with your life since your shows thank you so much for having me on oh you got it brother i truly hope you enjoyed this podcast if you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share please reach out to me I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. 
visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at DefMomentsPod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.